It's the first of our Women's National League previews as we build up to the start of the 2020 Women's National League campaign, which kicks off the second weekend in August. And we've just had the fixtures released. And it's with great pleasure that I'm joined by the new boys in town, Athlone Town, and we have manager Tommy Hewitt and assistant manager Darren Whelan on the line. Lads, thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks no for having us. Thank, exactly. Thanks for having us. I guess we'll just start off with yourself, Tommy. Um, obviously, be, with Athlone being a new club in, many of our listeners may not follow the under-17, so they wouldn't know a lot about Athlone, but just yourselves personally. Tell me a little bit about how you got into the women's game. Yeah, well, I suppose my my background will be mainly, obviously, in the men's game. When, when I finished playing due to injury, I went on to do my coaching badges. Um, I worked on various merging talent programs, um, coached with Athlone's first team, assistant manager there at one stage, and with all the underage teams. And... Um, uh, about four or five years ago, I got approached by Derek Collins, um, who is uh, with the MSL. He's he's the secretary of MSL to see would I uh, get involved with the Gainer Cup team. Uh, yeah, it was about four or five years ago. And look, at, at the time you're coming out with the men's game and 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 the, and the underage setups. I did a few Kennedy Cups and that kind of stuff. And you're kind of saying, yeah, listen, I could add something. And there was great talent around the Midlands at the time. So the manager, Larry Kildare, at the time, I spoke to him and he had good plans going forward. And listen, I got involved then with the Gainer Cup. Um, and then I was I was coaching on the Emerging Talents, the Regional Emerging Talent Programme um, with the girls' programme here in Athlone uh, through the FEI. And to be honest with you, um, I found it working in, 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 the, in the girls' game and in the women's game, it was a great experience. The willingness of the girls to learn, to take on board, to try their best, their attitudes, the commitment was second to none. And that's not taken away from the men's side of it either, but it's just I felt that they were like sponges when, you know, when you're coaching and, you know, their attention to detail was fantastic. And I suppose from my perspective then, along with myself and Darren, um, we took over a few Gainer Cups for the last couple of years and um, myself and Darren then created a bond together um, from a coaching perspective. Um, um, and then when this opportunity came up then to coach Athlone, and obviously Athlone had been in the uh, under-17 National League last year, um, when, when the club spoke to me about taking the position up, um, I was excited because I knew about the talent that was in the area. Um, and I knew that we could put a team together that was, you know, that, that we were going to compete um, over over the next next few years. And I suppose we'll, we'll speak about that a little bit a bit later on in relation to our plan and that kind of stuff. But yeah, and then and then I suppose when I went when I went in, I had to get a backroom team together, and um, no better man than Darren. Um, and then we had a, we had a girl with us, Adele Menton. Adele, unfortunately. Uh, personal circumstances, she had to step away this this season, um, and we got a guy Anto Fea from Eden Derry who was also involved with the um, he was involved in Eden Derry ladies for a long time. So uh, yeah, look, that's that's how really I got into it, and um, I suppose you know the old saying: once you get into it, you, it's harder to get out of it. But no, I'm really enjoying it, and um, hopefully over the next couple of years, um, you know, the, the at long we we'll reap the rewards of the good players that we have here. Just on that saying there, I've tried many a times to to potentially step away step away from it to do other projects. But every time it lasts about two, three weeks and I just keep getting pulled back and pulled back and pulled back. Yeah, yeah look it's it, it to be honest with you, Aaron, you like we, we do it because we love it. Um 
And the reason why myself and Darren are involved in the women's game is because we want to develop the talent that's that's coming through in the Midlands area. Um, and no better stage from now with Athlone Town having a senior team to showcase their talents. Um, and that's that's why we do it. And look, everybody has a stage in, in, in their careers in football or whatever it may be that, you know, you get a little bit, you want to walk away, but sure it's, after 24 hours, you're craving, you want to get back at it again. So, no, that's... Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Darren, just a little bit on yourself in terms of, obviously, Tommy said you've worked with him before, but how did you get into the women's game? Pretty much the same story, Aaron. Derek Collins, there's some great people involved in the women's game in the Midlands. Um, Derek Collins has been one of them and Chris Nestor in the Midlands Schoolboys League. You know, um, Derek invited me in a few years ago to work with the Gainer Cup squad. So uh, that particular venture, I think they were the under-14s and Tommy was over the under-16s that year. And we developed a bond then and we started working together then for the last, I think, three years, Tommy, is it? Yeah, three years, Darren, yeah. Three years, uh, we've been involved with the same squad. And going back to what Tommy has just said there, every year he says he's going and the next day he's ringing me about planning for next year. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but like, but yeah, like it's, it, Derek was very good to us, like bringing us in. Um, he's been very good in promoting the women's game down here as well. And there's some great, great people involved in it. And, that, and that's why we stay involved. I did want to actually touch on things like the whole involvement of the region. I'll do, I'll do that now in a moment. But just something to point out to you, like if you look at the amount of managers within the National League, a lot of them have had experience in the League of Ireland. Like you look at just DLR Waves, an example, John Sullivan is an ex-League of Ireland player. Graham Kelly managed in the League of Ireland. Billy Cleary played in the League of Ireland. Tom Elm scored Wexford Youth's first ever goal in the League of Ireland. So there's a lot of ex League of Ireland players who, and it's great to see that you can now find a path that you can get into women's coaching and I think by having players who've played at a high level as well it also helps in terms of because if someone sees someone like yourself Tommy who's played League of Ireland coming in and they say oh Tommy you it's managing Athlone and then they see Athlone have a, have, a, have a home game they might be tempted to just go and have a look just because they know someone who's been involved with the teams yeah, well, again, again, Aaron, you're right. I, I agree with you. But um, look, I, I've been involved with, with the Irish Army team as well. I've been to a World Cup in, in Oman with the Irish Army team. I've been all around Europe, European Championships with the Army, international level. Um, the whole experience is there. But at the, at the end of the day, and you're right, people, people might look and they might see what we're trying to do. When myself and Darren spoke about this and spoke to the club as well, we're trying to reach out to the community as well and get people... And I suppose the whole 2020, um, you know, with, with the women's game and the whole campaign, we're try we were trying to build on that to get to get the support around it around the area. But, um, yeah, look, it it is nice that, you know, it's it's a good compliment that you know to say, oh, look, he's played and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't matter what level you play at. I think if you have a love and a desire and a hunger, you know, to coach and and go off and educate yourself and you know, the, the girls will see that more than, you know, so you know yourself, Aaron, some players have played at a very, very high level, but they still can't bring it across in a coaching sense. So, you know, that's, that's, that, that's just my opinion on the, on the whole thing. And um, it's all about ed education. And just on that as well, the likes of Darren, and, and I'd be the first to admit in, the, in, in, in relation, I did my A license in 2009, 2010, and it's moved on an awful lot since then. And Darren has been on numerous of courses and, 
the analysis side of it. As I said there, when I was doing my analysis, it was all done with a pen and a piece of paper. <laughs> and now it's all moved. And, and in fairness to Darren and Anto, the two guys, and I suppose Gary Seary in that respect as well, they've helped me improve as a, as a coach in relation to the analysis side of it. And I'm learning every day off the guys. Um, it's amazing how, how much they're into it. Um, but Darren is always challenging me you know, in that side of it, which is which is fantastic. And I think that's what makes a good coaching group and it makes a good, you know, a good atmosphere around the group when players can see that the coaches are challenging each other as well. You know, sorry oh, for the rant there. Aaron. No, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry at all. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I like hearing things like that. Yeah. Just you mentioned Derek Collins a little, bit, a little bit earlier. Talk to me about the whole, in terms of the region itself. Has the whole region bought into Athlone having a women's national league team? Because I've been calling there for a long time. The places like Athlone, Dundalk, Drogheda area should have women's national league teams. You know, because we've seen them going to Gainer Cups year in year out. But then again, when they finished Gainer Cup up until Athlone came into the under seventeens, there was nothing really there for them at senior level. Like a lot of players tended to go off and play different sports or move to clubs in Dublin. Some dropped out of football. Had the whole area bought into the whole idea of having a senior team in Athlone? Most definitely, yeah. Like uh, we we've actually started a little bit of a mentorship program with some of the underage girls squads within the Midland School Boys League, which involves some of our senior players, especially during the lockdown period, where they were sending them videos to, to one another. You know, in terms of the girls would be doing some skills, and uh, our girls would be sending them encouragement videos and different things like that, and that's trying to build. A bond and those girls are going to be coming in now you know into the games that we're having and hopefully that'll show them the pathway that there's there to senior national league football going forward um the club through michael o'connor who's been excellent as well to both tommy and myself um running a girls only camp this year as well for the likes of those players so like that over the last few years um it's such a small pool of players and when you get to maybe under 14 under 15 the retention rate then is, you know, it, it, it drops a fair amount uh, because you've got the GA and other sports that's there. Um, but the most important thing for us now is trying to keep them playing our game, you know, and how they're going to do that and how they're going to stay playing our game is for the natural love of it, you know, and relationships that they build going forward with them. In terms of the, the likes of the emerging talents programmes in the area, would there be big numbers attended them or would they be a select, a cream of the crop? Derek, in fairness to him, he didn't. He never put a cap on on the girls' side of it. Like with the lads, you've obviously had to have a, a limited number within within each particular squad because, like that, there's there's a, there's a greater demand for it. But if there was girls coming up for the particular trials itself, Derek will always be on the air and on the side of listen. If we take in as many as we can, you know that we can facilitate in in the particular grounds or venues that we're running in, and that's and that's how it's grown. It's it's good. Like the one thing that I noticed, that I I seen it when, as much as I didn't want to see them drop out of the league, when Kilkenny came out of the league last year, that it didn't seem that there was a real connection in the area. I got on well with all the all the guys in Kilkenny, but it seemed even though from the statement that they released that they were having trouble sort of getting the whole community to buy into the project. Like a lot of their players were then being forced to be from from Dublin or different parts that they couldn't get homegrown players. Has that been an issue for yourselves or have you have you been easily able to access the best of the players and obviously trying to convince them, but also on the other side, then potentially with scholarships not being available to the likes of the States this year because of 
the coronavirus has that helped? Has that been able? Has you been able to attract some more even players because of things like that? Well, well, just just on the point of the Kenny thing, and you're right. I mean, it's a shame to see any team go out, out of the league, and I know. Look, I had conversations a couple of years ago to take over Kilkenny and Shane. I had a good conversation with Shane at the time, but it just wasn't right for me. And it is sad, but and you're right, you need the community to buy in. But look, I suppose when you look at our squad, we have, we have girls from Sligo, we have girls from Kildare, we have girls from Limerick, we have girls from Dublin, we have girls from the Midlands area. Um, but I suppose it's not a problem. But the thing is, and you, you, you said it there at the start in, the, in your intro, after the Gainer Cup kind of thing that, you know, our our best players, can, because there was no senior team for them, as in National League, had to had to go, had to go to Dublin or Wexford or wherever, Galway. And that they went with our blessing because we always pushed them players that wanted to go on. And I suppose now it's kind of coming back to haunt me a small bit. Um, when you look at the likes of um, Chloe Singleton and, you know, that, that and there's a few Becky Watkins and these girls, you know, Chloe went to Galway, which was the right move for her. She's having a great time down in Galway. She's doing fantastic. Um, but, like, we had a good crop of under-17 players coming through, the Kayleigh Shines and the Caitlin Kyos. And, you know, then you have younger girls, Melissa O'Kane and, and Emily Corbett, who are coming through as well. So we have a good, I suppose, every year you'd be hoping that one or two of the under-17s will be able to step up and play with us. Um, but as, as I alluded to, when, when you look at our squad and look at our panel at the moment, I could be wrong. Darren will probably correct me here because he'd be like Stato and, and, and all this kind of stuff. But I think we've only about three or four players, sorry, four or five players that played national women's national league at senior level. So we're relatively young and, uh, you know, inexperienced that way. Um, and I suppose going forward and maybe not this season, but definitely next season, we'd be looking to maybe add one or two experienced players um, for that. But look, on on the whole thing of, of of attracting players and like we have some facility down there in Athlone. We've we've the stadium, the club look after second to none. Um, when players come in and they look at the stadium, they're they're standing there basically with their mouths open and saying, "Wow, you know they're training there every 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 Tuesday and Thursday. They're playing matches, you know. So that's that's a lot of stuff that you know does play in players' minds when they come in to sign and then they look at who's involved and who's managing and who's coaching and. And that's something that we feel that we've a good advantage over. I'm not saying every team, but, you know, a good few teams. Um, and that's something that we don't have to worry about as a coaching team. Where are we going to train this week or, you know, where are we going to play our home matches and that kind of stuff, which is, which is something I think attracts players into us. But, um, no, look, we have a good mixture of players. We, one thing we'll never do, and we'll never turn away any player. We'll always bring a player in and give them a fair whack. Um, no matter what part of the country they're from, um, because I, we always find that if players really, really want to play at this level, they'll go to any length. To, whether it's travelling, whether it's prices, whatever to, to play, and we're finding that out now at the moment with with the girls that we have. It's fantastic. In terms, of, in terms of your squad, um, are you going to have? Is it going to be a mixture of seventy under seventeens and? Some older players, or is it going to be players who are just out of under seventeens? Will there be much say interlinking between the seventeens and senior side? Well, at at the moment we're, we're training side by side. They, you know, they, they obviously have um, Mickey is looking after them at the moment, but they they train on the same night as us as well. And um, we don't we we don't have any under seventeens at the moment signed in our squad, but we have 
four, five, six of them that came out of under seventeens last year. That's that's in the squad this year, which, which, which is something that we'll be looking at the moment. The 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 seventeens girls, we just feel that physically they're probably not ready to step up, but they're they're very good players. Maybe maybe next year, maybe next season, um, some of the players can step up. Well, not maybe they, they actually will step up, Aaron. It's my one concern, and it's it's a habit that's concerned with a lot of the clubs, and I see you see it quite a bit. Is all of a sudden somebody under seventeens potentially break into the first team, and then they don't go back to the seventeens, and then you know sometimes they're sitting on the bench for the senior team, whereas potentially at that age it's probably more important for them to play games, even if it is at under seventeens, and potentially only come on for a minute or two at a time at senior level. The one thing a player has to be doing, Aaron, is playing. You know, at at whatever level, you know, so like. There's no point in having it. It would affect their development if you have them sitting on the bench week in, week out, totally. And we wouldn't be in that mindset at all whatsoever. So we'd only be bringing a player if we intended on using them and developing them that that bit further. Like you know, so with that in mind, that's why we went and we've selected the squad that we have selected. You know, leaving the 17s where they are at the minute, where we feel that they will develop that little bit further and get that little bit more ready to come into us then. And then if it's a case, we review it then at the start of next year and see where things lie with them. And if they're able to step up, then we have a decision to make. In terms of, talk to me a little bit about the plan, because obviously you're coming, thankfully this year, you're coming into the National League where we've got Bowes coming in as well. And Treat United have gone through gone through a lot of changes in terms of personnel, staff on the field and, and the whole changes off the field. So then we start having to nearly start again. So you're coming into a stage where you're not going to be the only new club into the, into the league is there much pressure on you this year or are you just looking at this season just solely focused on building a team, getting a week-by-week performance and just being happy with the development and looking forward to, say, 2021? Well, like, the way I would look at this, and Tommy, excuse me there for, for coming in, like, the, the plan that's in place, like, we're planning for sustainability, basically. You know, like, this, we're not planning for just this season, we're planning for two, three, four seasons down the road. Um, and like that, when we're getting in, we, like it's a new women's side to the club. The club's there since 1887, but this is the, the new senior women's team. So what we have to do is we have to set a, a number of standards that's there. And the first standard that we have to set is building the, the, the women's club culture that feeds into the 17s as well. You know, so that's where, that's our starting point. And that, that, that has always been the starting point with, when Tommy and myself have worked together. Um, like that, you come into the season then itself, and I, I let Tommy take that section of it, but I suppose the initial plan was for sustainability. We're looking at it as an overall project rather than just season by season. Do you want to come in on that, Tommy? Yeah, just, just to pick up on what, on what Darren was saying there and, and what you said, Aaron, in relation to pressure. I mean, look... <laughs> Myself and Darren have been around long enough. Like we, we put enough pressure on ourselves, but we don't put the pressure on the players. Yeah, it's about building. We're, we'd be silly to think that we're going to come in and we're going to take the league by storm and we're going to challenge the top four teams and you know and, and the other teams that have been in the league the last four or five years. I mean, we're not silly. We're, we're, real, we're realists. We know that it's going to be a tough season, but what we want is we want players to get that experience under their belt and I'm not saying next season is going to be any different because just I was talking to I'd be talking to Billy Cleary fairly regular and Billy, you know, like he's at this four years now trying to break into the top two, I suppose, and he knows how hard it is. And 
you know, I would have played against Billy and, and know, I know him for a long time. And, you know, he, he'd, be, he'd be, I suppose, telling me, listen, it's going to be tough. It's going to be... And before you actually get involved, you, you kind of think, Just, is it really that tough? And then we go and we play the likes of Galway and Shelburne and Cork. And then you get a real eye opener and you say, listen, this is the level that we have to get to. You know, and that's going to take time, patience. And in fairness, we're lucky in the respect that the club are very patient. And the club... Speaking, speaking to Mickey and you know the the guys there, they understand as Darren said that this is it's a building process. It's it's something that is not going to happen overnight. And but as a coach, I'll always put pressure on myself. Darren will always put pressure on himself in relation to our standards um, and what we want to achieve going forward. I assume someone like your captain in particular, Paula Doran, who would have played in the States, she'd be someone who'd be putting pressure on the likes of herself as well and trying to get her teammates to get a good performance. So, like, while, while you're saying there's not, you're not putting pressure on the players, I, from, now, from knowing the way some of the players who are in the National League, and I assume the same with the Athlone players, some of the players might put pressure on themselves. Is it important maybe that you, you make sure that if they do, that you can relieve that pressure off them rather than because... I know some players, if they don't get, especially new teams in the leagues, if they don't get sort of the performances they were expecting, it can become extremely disheartening and quickly. Yeah, look, again, in relation to that, and I'd like to think that, you know, the experience that we've gained over the last couple of years in working in the women's game and and what we've experienced before that in the men's game, that the important thing is communication, the lines of communication. And, to, to dampen the expectation. Like, I'm not going to expect, or Darren, none of the coaching staff are going to expect a 17, 18-year-old girl, or for that matter, a 20-year-old girl to go out and, and, and carry the whole team. Because we're relatively young. I, I'm not really into the, the math side of it in, in what's our average age, but I, I'd say it's fairly, it's fairly low. But, like, you know, we speak to, pair, to girls every week at training. Every night, I pull different girls, and I tell them, you know, how they're doing, what, what's expected of them, and the one thing we want to do, and listen, I'm a hard taskmaster when it comes to training. We we the old saying, you just don't turn up for training, you turn up to train. And the girls are buying into that. But that's that's the level. We're on about levels. But when we go onto the pitch, we're, we're realists, as I said. Already. We know that girls are not going to have a, not, not everyone of them are going to have a nine out of 10 every week. There's going to be games, like you said, you look at our, our first four fixtures, we're playing the top four from last year. I've seen that. We, going to be extremely, extremely tough. Like, we're excited about it. Absolutely excited about it. Because, look, you have to play them at some stage. And it's going to be a great learning learning curve for everybody. And especially the young girls. And, and, and listen, um, they're looking forward to it. But we don't put that extra pressure on them, you know, in relation to going out and running games for us. That will come. Like, uh, I spoke to one of the players last night. I'm obviously not going to mention her name. And I said to her, you know, she's a very young girl. But she's a good girl. You know, and, and I said, look, you were nervous last week when we played and you have to, you know, she says, I was. And I said, nerves are good. You have to just learn how to challenge, challenge the nerves. She would have never played at this level before. But as the game went on, she grew into the game and she could feel that herself. So, you know, little things like that, them little conversations. And I suppose, you know, you're able to relate to, your, relate to that situation yourself and tell them, listen, I remember when I was your age and the way I was feeling. And, you know, it's, it's, it's natural to feel that way. Yeah. And we're here, we're, as, as a coaching staff, we're here to help you. And, and you know, not, not to put that expectation on you. Like, it's hard, it's hard for, for us, I suppose, being a new club coming into it, because like that, we've a number of players that have never played in, at this level before. Um, 
But when you look at the overall, I suppose, the makeup of the division last year, I think the, you had a top four and, and, and a sort of a, a bottom four within, within the division. So it's like a division within the division. And I think uh, both Piemont and Shells individ- individually amassed more points than the bottom four did collectively. You know, so like that too, you know, we have to look at these, these games. We have to look at our players and we have to look at our, 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 I suppose, our mindset going into it. And we have to relieve any pressure that's on the players that's there, you know, or take some of the pressure ourselves. Like I'll always have Tommy under pressure. Like I, I speak to Tommy more than I think speak to my wife and kids now at this stage. Um, and I think it's the same from, from his end of things. But anything that we do is to develop the players. You know, it's, it, I know it's a cliche, but it's a process that we're going through at the minute. And when we get to the end of that process, which we never will, but I suppose <laughs> the utopian scenario is you'd hope that we'll have a team in a year's time or whatever with a year's experience under their belt that'll be able to compete at the high level. Just, just looking, obviously, in terms of you mentioned the fixtures there a minute. You mentioned the fixtures there a minute ago. It must be nice just to have fixtures rather than because a look for a long time we weren't potentially aren't even going to get a season at all. Well, the, when they came out today, like it's you were working you were working towards nothing for the last few weeks because we didn't know what we were going to have, who we were, we were preparing for, you know, and and then it just hit us this morning, you know, twelve o'clock or just just before twelve o'clock when the fixtures came out. We're, we've we've a very busy fourteen days between the, the 15th of August and the 29th because you have the top four from last year, as Tommy said. You know, so, but listen, it's, it's a challenge. That's why we're here. We were going to have to play them anyway. You know, so why, why not have it like that? And just obviously being, being, a new, being a new team, the league is stru- slightly structured differently this season than it was normally. Normally it's either been two rounds of games or three rounds of games. But this year it's one round of games. They haven't confirmed to us yet whether it's going to be the top four get split off or the bottom four or the bottom four or the bottom five. But having the opportunity then to play teams a second time, would you rather play the whole division again? Or how, we, how do you feel about having to maybe play some other teams who will be in around you? Look again, Aaron. Because of the circumstances, you, you know you have to look at. They they came up with this plan. Ideally, we'd love just to play obviously the full season straight through, and you know play each other, whether it was two rounds, three rounds, um, because that's that's a league, really, isn't it? That's that's a league. But I suppose for us, from creating a new team, and I can only speak for, for, for myself and myself and Darren really and Anto haven't spoken about this, but um, yeah, look. What's the chance of us finishing in the top four? I don't know, right? So you're right. We could be in with the teams around us and that would be another challenge and another mindset that we'd have to look at and say, listen, you know, you're in this area now because, you know, this is where we are. So it'd be nice to play teams. I'm not saying on the same par as you because I couldn't imagine because they've been in the league a few, good few times apart from Bowes a good few years. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to play, play them teams. If it's them teams that's in, the, in that half that's with us, as you said, they don't know what they're going to do, whether it's going to be a four or five or five and a four. Um, I suppose that will depend on who's, who's in what position as, as we're getting closer or near, near that time when they have to make that decision. But yeah, for, for, us, for us, it's about getting games, getting that experience. Um, and, you know, what will be will be. Um, but one thing, one thing I just want to put out there, and again, no matter what game we play, 
and I know Kilkenny were the same, and I know you know you know um, Limerick were the same, and Cork were the same, and you know Galway the team they couldn't break into the top four last year or sorry the couple of years that you know every time we go on to that pitch we 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 will give our best, and you know that's that's one thing for sure that every team that we put out, and we we've been from the start of our original preseason. And we're bringing it back into this preseason. It's all about doing your best and giving your best for that ninety minutes or so that you're on the pitch. And that's what we're gearing towards. And and that's one thing you can be guaranteed because any team that myself and Darren ever put out on the pitch, um, that's what it was always based on. You know, good attitude, good work rate, um, and everything else. Then I think if you if you do them things right and have them attributes, everything else then eventually, I'm not saying straight away, but eventually over time, you'll get your rewards. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you in that sense. In terms of the squad itself, how many of the players would you have worked with before? Well, Darren, I know that. I know the vast majority. Away, yeah, the vast majority yeah. um, would have done, like the number now, I don't have, I don't have my list in front of me, but the number, the number escapes me, but um, I suppose between the last three Gainer Cups, Aaron, we would have probably 75% of the squad, Tommy. Yeah, definitely. In around, in around that, yeah. I won't argue with you on that one there. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's quite a high number. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, so that's quite a high number of players who, okay, maybe it's a, it's a new club this year, but it's players who would have experienced how you like to operate. And that sort of puts you on a good stead in terms of you didn't have to come in you know, when the new manager comes into a club, say, hasn't hasn't managed in the league before or hasn't managed within the re- region before, they have to really get to know every single player. But that sort of gives you an opportunity that you've worked the players so you can you sort of get an understanding of where certain players are, what you need to do with certain players. And it helps you potentially even to build your plans going forward a little bit easier. Most definitely. Most definitely. Like Absolutely, we would know, yeah. like 75% of the players have come through We'd say the emerging the regional emerging talent program that Tommy coached on there uh, with the FAI and through the MSL, you know. So we would have a good insight into the players that are there. Like for me, like that's one of the most important things, and it's it's something that I that I always I always say to clubs, especially when when players come in. It's always nice when when you know who's coming in because then you can you can you can hit the ground running, you know, you're planning. But in terms of in terms of pre-season. Like I saw a couple of your, your preseason results. You've had a couple of decent results. Would would you have been happy to go when the season was originally started, or I, I, would you have been more pleased to have a little bit longer with the with the squad? Albeit you're only getting back into it now because of the break. Oh, well, no, we would have been yeah, happy to no, go. Yeah, would have been happy but, to go. Exactly, and I, and we were ready to go, but. I, I, Listen, Aaron, you know you're around a long time. The more like preseason is preseason. Preseason is a false. Is is a false. Preseason is for giving players time, working on their fitness, working on the shape, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, we played Cork, played Galway, played Shelburne. You know, three excellent games from our perspective in relation to, as I said to you, the standard of them teams and the, like. You know, we played Cork. Cork, in fairness to Ronan and the guys. They they basically were just throwing together that two days beforehand, and he came up he came up and like we played and you know it was a great experience for our girls the first time you know to really play girls of of their of that level, um you know and and it was a good night for us in relation to the result but like no means any 
by any stretch of imagination, you know, where we go where myself and Darren and Anto high fiving each other, saying, "Listen, lads, we've made it." That no way. Like if anything, as you know yourself from a coaching perspective, you know, I always I always say that you know the coach the coach has to be the grumpiest person in in, in the place because you know he's never he, a coach can never be happy in relation to uh, performances because they're always looking at the negatives, um, and that's that's. That's that's my opinion, um, but it's probably the other way around because Darren's always happy and and, and I'm the grumpy one. So, um, but look in in relation to that, yeah, we definitely would have been ready to go, as, as were all the other teams. But health comes first. We all understood that. Um, will we be ready in a, in a couple of weeks' time or two weeks? Or no, actually, we have a buy in the first week, so that extra week probably gives us another it gives another three three training sessions to prepare. Um, ideally you'd like to be kicking off the first weekend of the season with everybody else but someone had to have a buy and it was obviously us but um, no look we'd be ready we, we, we'd be ready and I'm sure if, if, if you had the girls on here now or a few of the girls they'd be telling you they're ready to go now because it's been such a long it's the longest pre-season for any club in the history of, of, of soccer I'd say um, all over the world but um, well in, in, sorry not all over in Ireland but um, no look look We'd be ready. Um, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. Just a couple of a couple of more things. I just want to touch on the club itself a little bit. How did the whole were you, before the they got involved in terms of getting the women? Were you both involved before they actually got the women's team signed up, or did they come to you after they'd signed, they'd got the announcement from the FAI to say that they were going to be allowed into the league? Well, I'll take this, Darren, if you don't mind, because um, oh, Athlone has been my club, obviously, since I was 16, 17, made my debut at 17, just after my 17th birthday with the first team and um, coached and all that kind of stuff. But in fairness to Mickey O'Connor, when Mickey went back in and, and you know, they, they, himself and John Hayden and, and, and they got the club back up and running, um, Mickey's vision was always to have a women's team, a National League team. That was his vision. Um, he started off with an under fourteen team in the Midlands League, and you know then they went to fifteens, and then he got the seventeens in. And look, there was there was conversations over and back, and there was a bit of you know I suppose Mickey was looking to see who would it be who would be the best candidate I suppose at the time to come in and manage. And I know he spoke to one or two other guys. I'm not going to mention their names, and um, you know, it wasn't the right time for them and I was kind of brought into the conversation then and asked would I be interested and I suppose like I said to the, like I jumped at the opportunity. I never really wanted to be a manager. I always wanted to be a coach, but I felt this was too good of an opportunity to turn down because I know what's as I said to you already the talent that's in the Midlands. Um and I suppose with that then Darren was looking after the Kennedy Cup team in the Midlands um MSL and Darren was on to me to go in and, and, and give my hand with the with the Kennedy Cup team and I wasn't answering his calls for a long time and uh, I suppose then when I sat down and looked at it and I said you know I need guys in of Darren's calibre in with me um, and when I rang him in fairness to him he answered the first time <laughs> and, um, and look and in fairness and you can ask and we asked him this himself but I don't think he regrets it because um, it's the level that Darren deserves to be working at um, along with Anto as well and you know, straight away, there was no hesitation. I suppose, unlike me, you know, I wouldn't answer the phone to him and I wasn't giving him an answer. But straight away, I said to him, and he could tell you, I won't lie, I said, Darren, I need your help. 
and uh, no hesitation. Tommy, I'll help you anytime. No problem at all. And, and that's how it really, that's, that's genuinely how it came about. Um, you know, I, I can't put any, any cherries on top. That was the reality. And, and, and listen, as I said to you, and I, and I don't want to, you know, Darren and, and the guys, Anto and Adele before, that have been fantastic for me. Um, and I said it already in relation to keeping me in my toes, but, you know, off the pitch stuff, Darren, ring him, bang, it's done. No problems. Anto, done. No problems. Takes an awful lot of pressure off me um, in relation to that stuff. And, yeah, that's that's how it came about. And as Darren said, you know, we're, we're hoping that we get a good few years out of it to, uh, to put our stamp on it. But the conversations, Aaron, I suppose the ones that happened at Tommy Wasson party there was that, that if you spoke to anybody locally when it, the news did break, there was only one name mentioned to, ever to me. And that was before I was ever involved. And that was Tommy Hewitt because of the fact that he had coached so many of the girls up along through the Emerging Talent Programme, both with the FAI and both with the MSL. You know, so like that, the locals were, I suppose, calling his name, not to give him a big, a bigger head at this stage. But uh, that, that's, that's what, that was the word on the street. And I, I think personally, and not because I'm involved with Tommy, I think that was the best appointment that he ever made. Because like that, he has that familiarity with the girls that are there. He has that bond with them there already. And like that, you know, they respect him. And uh, like he does... He's like he's like another father to them. To be quite honest with you, he'll run through a brick wall for them. I hate to I hate to blow him up a little bit more, but I spoke to someone, a Dublin journalist, basically said that I had had yourselves coming on, and straight away goes Tommy Hewitt. He played for that long. I know him. So one of the lads who who covers the League of Ireland with us and was like, was straight away was like, I know him. I watched him play. You know, so it, it wasn't Stephen, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it was a no. double, It was one of the guys no, from Dublin. But like, no, yeah. you know, it's and it's the same thing. It's it happens in quite a lot of places when things like that. When you say some a club's name and straight away something like that. When you say a player's name, they come straight away. Oh, I watched him play there. But like, just in terms of from what you're saying there, like Tommy, it just seems that Athlone is just bread and butter built into you, and it's it's your club, and it's it's something you're really pride. Ah, uh, listen. Look, I always, t- I always tell this story, and and I suppose there anybody knows me knows that I always have a story to go with any any kind of question I'm asked about that loan. I remember as a kid, you know, nine, ten. You know, my first memories was going down to Mel's Park, getting my spot there in in the stand, and just being in awe of the players. You know, the likes of Mickey himself, Rod the Coors. You know all the all these guys, Johnny Morris Burke, all you know all these guys that went through my year, and all I wanted to do at that that time, I remember saying to myself, was play for Athlone. None of these big clubs, you know, I suppose like Liverpool come into my head. It was always like kids now. If you ask them who they want to play for, it's always Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal. Like for me, it was just always Athlone, and to get the opportunity to play for them, to get the opportunity to to play in the first team, to score you know, a few goals and then to coach underage teams and then to be assistant manager of the first team was like a dream come true. But to get this job, I honestly have to say, and I said it to the girls and I say it, to, and I say it publicly now, this is probably the highlight of, of my career to get this job. That's how much it means to me. Um, and that's, that's the reality. And I said to you, I coached in, 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 a, in a military World Cup in, in uh, Oman. And at the time, I thought that was the highlight. But no, this is... This is the highlight for me. No matter how this goes, this can never be taken away from me that, you know, as manager of Athlone, first manager of Athlone's Women's National League team. Um, I take great pride in that. 
and the fact that it's from from Athlone. As I said, I had a few opportunities with one or two other clubs in the National League, Women's National League, and it just felt it wasn't right. It wasn't the right time because I always knew that this was going to come up. I always knew. I had that belief that this was going to come up, and it was the only job. And I and I said that I would have that 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 I would have come out, you know, to manage. I said I wanted to be a coach. I always liked being a coach, but this is the only job I wanted to man, you know, a team that I want to manage. He used to sneak into the grounds then, Aaron, was this the part of the story that I got. And he still, <laughs> and he still hasn't, he's still not opening his wallet now, even to this day. <laughs> I love going, that's why I love going to the grounds now. I can just, uh, even when I got to the League of Ireland games, just email the club in advance and, and then get it, use the media pass and get in now. You have to take advantage of these situations. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. He's right, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's fantastic what you're doing. Absolutely. I won't keep us much, much longer. Thank you very much for joining. Thanks, Aaron. And I look Aaron, forward thanks to very much. Th- thanks, Aaron. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, really enjoyed chatting to the two lads there. Hope you all enjoyed it. But coming up on Monday, we'll be speaking to Bohemians and Eve Kenna. And we look forward to hearing what she has to say about ahead of the new season. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.